The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Ben Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report slash Jalen and Jacoby. 2015, we're blowing it out. Double podcasts. Do your thing. It's been a, it's a somber, it's a somber day. Jalen, we're going to pop the trunk. I know, and you know, as a Michigan fan watching Ohio State playing the national championship, mm. and what happened to my Detroit Lions. But we're still going to do something. Guys, we, we got to get people. What do we give them, though? We got to get the people what they want. How did it feel yesterday? Heartbreak Hotel. Michael Jackson made the record. Here's the thing. Big props to Cowboy Nation, who did a good job of holding me accountable to some tweets I sent out. During when? The game? I sent it out Friday night. Uh. I, I was pumped about the game. Too early. And so I was coming up with all the reasons why my Lions were going to beat Dallas in Dallas. Mm. And as I started to send the tweets, it started sounding better. But then I realized I'm not playing. And How did it feel after you scored the first two touchdowns? After we scored the first two touchdowns, I was ecstatic. Where were you? I was at a place called the Man Cave, okay. which is a Detroit Lions bar. Huh. The owner is a, is a Detroit native, so it was multiple fans of Lions around. Now, for a team that's won one playoff game in is the last Is the Man Cave years, in your house, or is it a real establishment? No, it's, it's a real establishment. Okay. And so for a team that's won one playoff game in 50 years, like, I could argue that yesterday was the biggest game in our franchise's history. Now, it's not saying much say the to the early other 31 teams in the NFL. And so when we got up 14-0, I'll never forget. There was a young lady in there from Detroit. Everybody was pumped. Front running. Let's take a Lions picture. Everybody, I'm, that's when I had to be a 41-year-old Lions mm-hmm. fan. Like, hold on, pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not taking any pictures, not doing any celebrations. Then you got the Then halftime the comes. Touchdown right before mm-hmm. halftime, which was terrible. Yes, football. yes. And then after half, the key, though, to that game to me was the tip pass interception. Right after the half. Great, great tip. Nice play. Yes, it was, a, it was a great defensive play. Not going for it on fourth and one stands out to me. I wish we would have done that. But you guys got five yards from that punt, though. But still. It was 10. <laughs> but that, the five-yard penalty to that, get the punt. That, that was that, the, the big winners of the, of the referee controversy were Jim Caldwell, the punter, and, uh, and Matthew Stafford, who fumbled twice on the last drive. So, so, <laughs> the same and, drive. And, and so that's Game winning season-saving drive. You fumbled twice. And NFL football was the best game of the weekend, and that's why I wanted to start off the conversation, you know, about football. But that pass interference play... That was a major deterrent to us winning the game. We get that pass interference. We're in scoring range. We're in field goal range. I think we continue to have the momentum. I think that play is a major reason. Are you one of these people, these crazy people, that think the game was fixed? No, I don't think the game is fixed. But I do know this. Des Bryant doesn't play defense. And he was the first person out on the field in the face of the official without a helmet. helmet. Was he wearing a helmet? That's a penalty. There's two things I've I've watched football every... 15 yards. I watch football every weekend. Two things happen in a row that I've never seen. One is somebody actually saying what the penalty was with the microphone on and then changing the penalty. I've never seen that before. 
And then the guy coming out on the field without a helmet to yell at the ref. So Yelling at the ref, of, not the coach. He's doing it. I was like, oh, my God. Des- oh, Jesus. The coach it's, does that, but I think it's different when a player does it. You're not supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's, apparently it's a borderline could-go-either-way call, depending on what the situation is. No, here's what it's called. It's called a sportsmanlike comment. That's what I thought. And it's 15 mm. yards. Because, A, you can't be on the field without a helmet. But, B, screaming at the official when the defense is on the field and you're a wide receiver. But you, you violated the number one rule. of the, uh, You didn't go for it. Fourth and less than one on the, on the Dallas 46. The Dallas fans were begging for you to punt there. You always have to do what the other team doesn't want you to do. Like, when they went for it on fourth and six, Dallas, you didn't want them to go for it on fourth and six. You wanted them to punt. No, I did want them to go for you it. You did? I thought we were going to stop them. Really? I really did. Jason Wynn was wide open in the middle. I wanted, I wanted some finality. Remember, let me, let, let me just name some guys for you. Now, I just wrote this down. You see we have no computers. Well, he got an iPad, whatever. Chuck Long, Rodney Pete, Charlie Batch, Dan Olowski, Andre Ware, Gary Danielson. Joey Harrington? I'm not finished. Joey Harrington, Eric Hipple, Kellen Moore, Dante Culpepper, mm. John Kitna, Scott Mitchell. And the best quarterback in my lifetime that I've seen is actually Eric Kramer for the Lions. He won a playoff game for you. Mm. Before we got Matthew Stafford. Okay, So in theory, besides Bobby Lane, we're watching the best quarterback in the franchise's history of the Lions. Which says a lot about the history of Does our Does Holly franchise. Robinson Pete crack the top five? <laughs> <laughs> and so all of that kind of went into the opportunity to win in Dallas yesterday. And I agree with you. It's fourth and one, one win in 50 years. Pound the table, let's go for that. Yeah. I needed to see a little more Megatron and a little more Golden Tate, too. I feel like we could have opened it I up a little more. said that to you earlier. Those guys were open. I like yeah, Golden Tate. We could have opened it up a little more. And also, lastly, blitz Tony Romo a little more. We know they got a great line, but when we blitzed them, we had success. Just all out. And... To your point, we didn't go all out. I'm not sure the right team won that game, Jacoby. I thought Michael Beasley had a great game for the Cowboys. You know, Michael Beasley. Yeah, Michael Beasley cutting over the middle with the long flowing hair. He (laughs) he let his rose out. It was great. You know, (laughs) it's a really good game for Michael Beasley. So, you're an innocent bystander here. You have two teams that have a tortured history: Dallas, recent; Mm -hmm. Detroit, all time. It was weird. Charlie Pierce was there, and I was emailing back and forth with Charlie Pierce in like the third quarter. I was like. Something's going to happen in this game. I can smell it. And he's like, I can too. Like, he just felt like something memorable, bad for one of the two teams is going to happen. Could you feel that? No, because I'm a Lions fan. And the, the comparison of Dallas is like, I, it, I look at the Dallas Cowboys like the movie Face Off, Nicolas Cage and uh, um, John, Travolta. John Travolta. Okay, here's why. I look at the Cowboys like that should have been us every time I see them. Wow. Remember, as a, I'm a delusional Lions fan. Oh. We have the same colors. We were the only team. We initially played on Thanksgiving Day. They mm-hmm. came and hijacked Thanksgiving Day, took it away from us. Rob Marinelli is their defensive coordinator. He coached us. He was 0-16. Okay. Matthew Stafford is from Texas. He was going home to play and killed the curse of Bobby Lane, who said when the Lions traded him, we never have success. Bobby Lane said that? Years. Ooh. And ironically, our new quarterback went to his school, and they were playing on the road. So I felt like that was a chance to bury that hatchet. So for the Cowboys, yes, they only won one playoff game in 18 years, 
but we won one playoff game in 57 years. They can still rely on the fact they have a few Super Bowls. It's like not having any money, but I can go to the ATM and John Doe can't. That's the difference. But both fan bases would have had the same reaction to that lady in the sports bar gathering. Everyone knew a picture up 14 nothing. Like when you've had real damage, and you'd be like, no, 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 let's hold off on that picture. Yeah, the other shoe hasn't still dropped yet. the second yes. quarter. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the Knicks fans are like that now. Knicks fans are giving I th- up. I think the Knicks fans, Knicks fans are just mentally, even if things started going well for them, I think there's a few teams like that, the Cubs, the Vikings, the Buffalo Bills. Like The Lions are definitely in that thing. And when that call happened, the Buffalo like Bi- they were going to lose. Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. Right. Okay, we can't even talk about the Lions breaking my heart over the years throughout the playoffs. But now you have never, a game. We never make the playoffs. But now you have the, they picked up the flag game. There you now go. Now you have a game to mention. You know, you know my most important game as a Lions fan was when Eddie Murray missed like a 42, 43-yard field goal against San Francisco, against Joe Montana. We should have went to the Super Bowl that year. That was my most memorable game. You'll be game. saying in 10 years you'll be talking about the Cowboy game. And so now because of... Uh, growing up and Thanksgiving and my birthday is January 30th. The Super Bowl used to be on, uh, on or around my birthday, so it's correlated into my like, like birthday party or whatever. It was all about America's team. And as a Lions fan, I could never root for them. Now what was sweet is in the 70s and the 80s when they used to, Blue 16! Then they'd get up and look left, look right, and get back in their stands. I thought that was fly. But other than that, well, they, they covered yeah. at least, Jacoby. <laughs> how is it? How is it? How was it watching the Duncan Sue's final press uh, conference as a Detroit Lion? Hey, you know what? Yeah, pour some out for for, for Mr. Sue. Th- that's why I love that dude. That he was a monster yesterday. So, so here's here's the difference between most people, and you guys know because you guys helped me. You know, uh, with my charter school. And so I reach out to athletes and people who have uh, influence in the Detroit metropolitan area all time. Athletes included, current, past, anybody that's ever seen Detroit on the map. Everyone but Josh Smith. To support <laughs> J- him, too. He was supposed to come to our golf outing this year, and he gave us the stiff arm. Mm-hmm. I just don't be calling people out. So I just did that. <laughs> okay. so, and, and, so, and so what ends up happening is... It's refreshing when I meet an athlete like Indominus Sue because instead of coming to support the school and or sending his representative, when he came to drop off some items, he pulled up in his Range Rover and was taking stuff out of the truck. Okay, and I, and I, and I love and appreciate him for that. And so I know that's who he is. And so the world's going to see him as a Pro Bowl, great player, uh, about to be a $20 million defensive lineman. Mm. And all of the things that he's done to be in the wrong, do the wrong things on the field, whether stumping on Rodgers, his other incident with Green Bay. And, he accidentally you know, stepped on Aaron Rodgers. He didn't twice. realize Rodgers was there. Yeah, he thought there was a stick or something. He didn't know what that was. But yeah. as an old school football fan, rooting for the steel curtain, I know about Tim Harrison, the hit tile, slamming Jim McMahon. Like, that's the kind of football I, I love. And I'm happy he's on my team. And FYI. No, you're, not, you're not on your team anymore, buddy. Like Bill Lambeer. Yeah, like the whole anymore, world bro. hated Bill Lambeer. But in Detroit, his number's retired. We love him. I miss that kind of football. I do feel like that was part of football. It's almost like if they changed the rules of boxing and you just couldn't hit anyone in the head anymore. It was just all shoulders and body blows. Would you watch boxing? And, and so... Football's I, become... It, for good reason, though. For very good For good reason. reason. It's hard, it's hard to go the other reason. way with football. You I'm know? just saying I don't enjoy it as much anymore. And, and I, so, now I constantly feel guilty. Like Roethlisberger got hurt in that playoff game. 
and then he came back in two plays later, and I'm like, what are they doing? Do you, he might have a concussion, and I'm worried about him, and I'm not even thinking about it. And then the tight end had the same thing. Do you remember when, uh, when Michael Beasley went across the middle and got hit by the linebacker? I forget his name. And it was immediately announced. It was like, oh, that's, that's going to be a penalty. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Like, of course, it's clear as day. I was like, that's, that, four years ago, that was just a good hit. How about this? Yeah. That wasn't a penalty yesterday because he led with his shoulder. That, that's what I'm saying, and it, it makes it subjective. And so that's what I love about Sue, because he actually cares. Like, I, when I evaluate players, are you playing because you're talented or because you love it? Mm. He loves what he does. Stepping on people. And he's, he's a pro bowler. Don't forget mm-hmm. that, too. So Pro that, Bowl stomper, it, too. Uh, but but that, that's a footnote into the football player that went out there and got literally two sacks. A, it's literally a footnote. Yesterday. <laughs> it's a footnote. So, oh, you walked into that one, dude. Yeah. I appreciated the fact that he left it all on the field and he shows his emotions. And that's what we as men sometimes don't get to do. Like, there are a lot of men around the world that live in anxiety, they're unhappy about their situation because sometimes they're not able to release whatever is on their head and heart. So I appreciated that from him. Jim Caldwell? Not somebody, not somebody who shows emotion maybe as much. Fourth and one, we were too conservative. I love Caldwell. He gave us some leadership. Um, he gi- he's given us stability. Can you tell I me other times in the history of football where somebody said after the game, I thought the key to the game was when we punted on when fourth and one. When we punted on fourth and one, it was always a good idea. You know, <laughs> put, push him back in the field. But another thing is, is, I think it was overlooked is just how bad that punt was. Like, the cameraman was screwed up. The camera was like, no, I didn't know where the ball was. It immediately flew out of frame. It was like, even the receiver, like, no one knew what was happening. You know it was bad immediately when the, fan, when the fans cheer. It's like, you, know, you don't even know where the punt landed. You're on the field cheering. for, like, I don't know, 40 seconds, and you're in action for like seven seconds a game, and your only job is to kick it forward, and you kick it sideways. And, and, and again... Sam Martin. And, and, I, and, I, and I, that's why I start off giving credit to Dallas. I mean, Tony Romo was terrific. His QBR has been off, uh, awesome. Was Tony Romo terrific, though? He was. Like I thought that, he took he some really bad sacks. No, that, 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 what about the, the two sacks that Rowe took? How about what he did oh, on yeah. fourth and six? That almost got him out of field goal Last drive was fantastic. How about that yeah. fourth and six? Last drive was really good. That, that touchdown to Williams. I don't think he played a good game, though, that last drive. Well, I was, I, he was playing against my team. Mm-hmm. And I just saw my quarterback fumble a couple of times and throw him <laughs> So it's he, my comparison. He, he looked really good to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that, that Wins, Wins' fourth and sixth route was really, really good. It was like, oh, I get it. Like, you don't have to be fast if you can, like, give little head fakes and, and, do, and do things like that. And, and we lost Ebron during the game. Like, coming into the season, and I hope Ebron becomes a good player, I wanted us to take a D-back, in particular, HaHa Clinton Dix. And Dude. so, when he had to, when he was in the in the action yesterday, when Pettigrew went out uh, again, like not necessarily a game changer, but he was only a rookie. So Jalen, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the NBA now, but the sadness of the start of the podcast kind of bummed me out. Can we can we get it going for real? We got to get the people. What do we give them now? Get the people what they want. I'm trying to find the Lions emails. I, I, I do, and I can't. <laughs> uh, it's hard to get on Wi Fi. But yeah, it's tough as a Michigan fan to watch Ohio State in the championship game. But I'm telling you what Jim Harbaugh is going to say. It's good that the trophy's in Ohio. It's closer for us to go grab it. I like it. Yeah, I like how you spun it to the positive there. Pistons, five in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes. 1988 Pistons now off the hook, as the team everybody talks about when they talk about worst officiated games or series. Now you have a new example. That's great. Um, you got the Ohio State-Michigan thing is off the charts great now. And Our basketball team struggling. We lost to NJIT this year. We lost to Eastern Michigan. Big yeah. shout out to Murph. 
Eastern Michigan coach I played against him in high school. Yeah, but it's their fault because they haven't put the banners. Jalen, here's what I wanted to talk yeah, to you about. Yeah, probably so. Karma. On December 12th on the Jalen Jacoby podcast, you said Carmelo Anthony is not going to finish the year for did the Did you Knicks. just pivot away from Michigan? Yeah, I did. Are we I done, we're done with Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> I heard enough about Michigan. Yeah. Can we just... For, no. Can we, no, give me two minutes on... We have a, I'm setting my timer. Time. I'm setting my timer two for two minutes. On the removal of Josh Smith... The ultimate addition by subtraction. Oh, we can the do Pistons. this. Oh, we're gonna do Pistons. Yeah, the we can Pistons do Pistons. Are, we talked about this. We can come do on, Pistons. Come on. The Pistons are four and twenty-three. They Brandon Jennings is the best player in the league. They give Josh Smith all of his money and say, "Just go, just leave." They do not yeah. replace him, and they win five straight. Five and they're straight. happy. When Brandon Jennings is scoring thirty-five points a game, here's what has happened to Josh Smith. The game has changed. It's not him. Well, it's a little bit. It's him. I'm going with it's him. No, I'm going to tell you why it's not him. Okay. He, he was never a good shooter from mid-range. But he was a much better range. athlete. But he played more as a facing four. And this is where I mean the game has changed. Now, either you have to be a four like Zebo that can get me buckets mm-hmm. or a four that can shoot threes. With no in-between. That's where the game so has gone. So what Jalen is describing now is the pace and space generation. I understand Where that. it's like spread the floor, one guy what? attacks the rim, everyone else spots up, and Josh Smith is just in, you don't, where do you put him? Nobody's going to guard him from three, and he can't post up. So what is he? This is and half of the Josh Smith equation, though, because remember like Josh Smith, who's like the next Bill Russell on the Hawks, who's getting five blocks a game and keeping them all in bounds and outlet passes and all that? Like, what happened to that? So, so th- that, I'm glad you went there, because... Normally, a player's, and I'm going to say this correctly. So, I like when a player's skill set matches his nickname. Okay? So, Magic's nickname worked because of his skill set. Josh Smith's nickname is Smooth. But you need him to play rough. And so, when he grabs his seven... This is interesting. So, his nickname is Jay Smooth, Smooth. but you wish it was Jay Rough. Absolutely. Mm. Oh. Because that that that's up here. Your nickname is up here. Like I don't remember somebody giving him that name. So that's probably a name he earned off the floor amongst his circle. Sure. And so that's that's up here. But for his skill set, he need to be an energy player. You know how hard Kenneth Fareed plays. Mm-hmm. He need to just watch his. He needs to be like John Sally, eighty six, eighty seven. John Sally. Correct. He need to he need to just run, jump, and dunk, block shots. Ooh, new nickname, too smooth. But 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 he, good one. But he, but here's the problem. When you're a power forward, you're going to play facing, you always could be a guy that people can swing the ball to, right? Therefore, you're open. And when you shoot like he does, you're definitely open. He's got a thing on this nickname thing because I wish Marcus Smart's nickname was Stop Shooting F***ing Threes. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name. I've never seen anybody take worse threes in my life than Marcus Smart. I, I love know, Marcus Smart, but, 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 but you're you, not a three-point shooter. But you know what I love? It's like Josh Smith's same way. Stop shooting. You I, can't make them. I love NBA checks. And I'm happy that Marcus Smart is now getting them. Me too. I saw yeah, the young man in college. Them. He deserves them. And he, I see he did what I had to do. I see he don't find him a nice little dermo. I see his face getting in order. <laughs> He'll get his jump shot over the next couple of years, Celtic fan. But that's why you shouldn't have traded Rajon Rondo for pennies on the dollar. No, we opened the door up for Evan Turner, who's now one of the best players. <laughs> you can turn anything into a Celtics conversation. Like, for real. Like, yeah, like, you, can, right. like you can go on Bill Maher and they're talking about, like, you know, Obamacare. And you're just like, here's what it is. It's just, Thing. Do with, you like, are who you are. like Marcus Smart can't make threes. 
Josh Smith can't make threes. It's a difference. I, told, I texted you this. It's when Houston signed him, they should have said, here's the money. You're not allowed to shoot a three. It should Every be in the contract. Every time you shoot a three, we take $25,000 no, out of your salary. You shoot threes, this isn't fine. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, that'd be but, great. But, but yeah, no, I was I was still shooting a couple though. Like, would you no. still shoot a couple? And you'd be like, ah, it's yeah, worth it. Here's the difference: when you're a guard in the NBA, you either got to play super hard and play with crazy will, or have skill. When you're six eight and you're an athlete like Josh Smith, you're gonna always have a job. Yeah. Marcus Smart, as a rookie, better learn how to shoot. Or he won't be in the league ten years. No, because he's he's an awesome defender. Dude. But but he'll always have he'll, he'll be or he'll Tony be Allen or, yeah, to, or Tony. Or Tony Allen. I want to talk about defense. Like, do you remember the Josh Smith on the Hawks that was I like do. this this groundbreaking defender but, that was blocking shots? And that's my point. This is where the game has changed. That was that was my point. So now you have this guy that could be a double figure scorer if he was changing ends of the floor and get you around seven rebounds defensively. When he grabs five of those rebounds, he's pushing the ball up. That's five less times James Harden got the ball. So, just like you said. That's five more times Josh, Josh Smith, Smith has the ball. Correct. Just like you said on the fourth and one or the fourth and six, you're the defense, you're like, Jace Wu pushing it up or James Harden pushing it up, we'll live with that. And so now, instead of James being able to play himself into rhythm consistently, because when you're a big-time scorer like he does and get assists like he does, I mean, you got the rock. Mm-hmm. That's why he's had a game since well, Josh been on the team. Space. He had one big game. That, that's why he has one. That's why he also had a game where he didn't attempt a free throw. Think about it, no player in the league gets to the line better than James Harden in drawing contact. Well, it's because now he has to play with another big on the floor, and Josh Smith, man, is six nine, helping in the paint, making James Harden a perimeter shooter or a passer. It'll be helpful if Josh Smith could shoot. Or he no, he's, he deserves to be an NBA player. This will be helpful. They, they, but they know something though because I talked to Dare after the trade. I didn't get it, just from a standpoint of they love bigs who can shoot threes. Didn't they fit the profile. Lo- they hate long twos, but at the same time, he loves adding talented players. Undervalued. That's aspects. one of his things. He likes talent. So Daryl said, like he fit in perfectly with how they use their bigs. Mm, so and now I'm watching the them, and I'm like. I, if he does, I'm not seeing it yet. Like, I feel like Demo feels nicely with how they use bigs. Like, all he does is roll to the hoop and shoot open, like, little... At the end of the clock. Demo is also seven foot tall. So he's going to be able to do some things defensively. He's also a better three-point shooter where you can't help off of him as much. And also, he's not going to be dribbling the ball. Or thinking... Well, let me ask you this. We... Josh Dwight... Josh and Dwight can't play together in crunch time in the playoffs. No, sir. I, how, about how, how does Josh handle that, sitting on the bench for the last five minutes of every playoff game? Th- th- but, but let me tell you the, the, the dichotomy, and this is why I was kind of like Corey Brewer. That was, that was perfect. I like Corey Brewer. I love everything Corey Brewer is doing. He perfect. can't shoot threes either. Team, but for but a team that won a basket. Win, yeah. team won a windshield wiper, perfect yeah. player. But now for Josh Smith, though. Dwight Howard is a bad free throw shooter. Josh Smith is a worse free throw shooter. That's the problem. So now the last five minutes of the game, you can follow either one of them. So I'm about to give you a lineup that they haven't used that they probably should start getting used to using. Is Demo involved? Lineups without either one of them. Is Demo involved? Mm. Yes. Well, is it wrong that I still like Josh Smith? I just think this I like is the wrong too. team too. I wish he had gone to Miami. I think jo- Miami would have been a nice team for him. Josh Smith is a lefty number five. You know I got love for him. Put him on Miami with Bosh, Wade, Dang, Chalmers. Then he's your only bad shooter who's out there. 
but, that would have worked better. But but his thing now with Houston, remember, it's a gut check when you um, get cut also. Yeah, you get your money, congratulations, but that could be your last check you get. So now in Houston, he's definitely on eggshells because if this yeah, don't but, work. But we should mention, Josh made keep getting them checks history. He did. I mean, he got his full check from twice. Detroit, but now got more money from Houston. That's Gilbert it's the Arenas' first time level this keep ever getting happened. them checks. But, he, but Gilbert Arenas just got the same check. Josh figured out a way to get more checks. So what does this mean for the keep the, getting them checks the, Austin? The Pistons are paying Josh through uh, 2020. And so oh, they stretched it out. Yeah. And so for Josh, here's the thing, though. I think, remember, in Detroit, he was the highest paid player on the team mm. and probably played the most minutes and took the most shots. Like he was the best player on an NBA team. That just can't be the dynamic. So it's going to work in Houston. But, 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 but how's he going to respond to not playing crunch time minutes? Can this is, be the part of the podcast where you tell me that the Pistons are going to make the playoffs? No, it's it's very possible. We <laughs> talked about it. Tell them here. Tell them. Is this the part of the podcast where you tell me that the Pistons are going to make the playoffs? So I, they're they're ten and twenty three now. I think uh, they need to I've get got to it here. 10 and twenty three. They need to get to thirty five wins for it to be realistic. They're four off the eight seed. Joe House and I have the Pistons over, which is thirty six. We bet the Atlanta over, Golden State over, Pistons over. I think we have a chance of that Pistons over because everyone else in the East is going to be tanking. If Miami has an injury, they throw away their season. Who who else is in there? Orlando, Brooklyn, Jacques Indiana, Indiana, Boston, on, Orlando, Charlotte. Charlotte. Orlando should be the team, but they're not. They their coach is going to ruin. And them. since we're talking about the easy calling people, let me talk about Detroit first. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's not out of the realms of them making the playoffs. Because Stan's going to. I just want to know where your head's at. Because I, I know your head. I know, I know, I know your head is at. That. Your head is at the Pistons are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, we talked about good. this at the beginning of the season. That Brandon Jennings was going to have a really good year, understand. He wasn't able to really get loose because Josh always have the he ball. He is so loose right now. See, this, he is so loose look, right now. Julian! He is so loose when, right when, now. When people look at the stat sheet, I want you to always pay attention to if a guy's getting a lot of rebounds and a guy's getting a lot of assists and he's getting a lot of points, he's dominating the ball. Now, if that guy's Josh Smith, that's a problem. Well, this is like... Pete, that, funny, some people are asking me why I'm not mad at Rondo because he admitted that he wasn't playing defense last I said that on this pod. Mm. First of all, I said that over and over again that he hasn't played defense for three years. So it's not new for I watch Celtic games. Um, his defense was, hey, Avery, or help. Um, but I don't totally blame him either because I think Rondo is one of those guys that just needs to be, needs to have skin in the game. He needs to be with good teammates. He needs to be on national TV. Have the Mavericks lost with Rondo? He's great now. They won five in a row, but have they lost? They've lost one. No, they lost. They lost one. But he's made their defense a lot, but he killed their bench because the trade depleted their bench, and they're bringing Charlie Villanueva and Richard Jefferson. Jalen, you might have to get in shape. Exactly. Rich Jefferson's playing. You might have to get in shape. I I get excited when I see the guys you mentioned and Hito Turkoglu. Every time I see Hito (laughs) Turkoglu, you know what? I'm not turning in my papers till he retire. I went. <laughs> what do you turn in your papers? I guess he's supposed to turn as a retired paper. Wait, 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 did. wait, wait. You have to turn in papers to announce your retirement? Yeah. And then what happens? What do you get? No, I'm not doing it until Hito retire. 
Oh, yeah. He's, every time I we, see him. Can we do a short where you fill out the paperwork sure. and everything? That'd be a good one. Oh. And send it in. Maybe you can hand deliver it or something. <laughs> with, with Michael McDonald's, you can yeah, let go it, now. It won't happen for 20 years. But, but you know what? <laughs> I personally always felt like that was selfish of athletes or you had to be a great player to, quote, unquote, announce your retirement. I don't feel like I was a great enough player to, quote, unquote, announce my retirement. Oh. So Respect I for you. Respect for you. You know, I, I don't yeah. like when guys be like, I, I ain't good enough to be at the bottom of the ticker. Like, oh, I retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just fall into my next career. I went to a Clips-Raptors game on a Saturday that the Clips totally mailed in. They were singing the national anthem, and they were all lined up, and he was like this. And he, all of a sudden he goes... <laughs> There's this huge yawn. And it was like, oh, this is perfect. I wish I had a gift. He, they have him, and they have um, Matt Barnes. And if Memphis ends up trading for somebody and putting Tayshon's expiring contract in the trade, and that team then waves Tayshon... Tayshon looks perfect uh, for the for the Clips as they're washed up small forward Trioka. He kind of killed him a couple years ago in the playoffs in that Memphis series. Did you see Doc? So Doc, there was some. I, I said a few weeks ago on Twitter that GM Doc is killing Coach Doc. Me, you've been talking about this for three right. years. Yeah. So I was saying how Paul Pierce has been unbelievable for the Wizards. Like to me, he's the free agent signing of the summer. Not the just leader production, brand, yeah, from like a, a locker room just thing. Big game, kind of. That just, I, I think he's done a lot for John Wall. He makes big threes. Toughness. He covers guard good guys. Players. You can play small ball four with him. And the Clippers signed Spencer Hawes over him. And I said in a tweet, the biggest mistake the Clippers made. Paul Pierce wanted to play for the Clippers. They lowballed him on an offer because they wanted to keep their mid-level open. He said, screw you, went to Washington. So Doc last week said, somebody asked him, did you see what Simmons said, like trying to start shit with him? And he's like, look, I, I, would, I do not need a do-over on that. Spencer Hawes has been great. That's ridiculous. He laughed. And it's like, I don't know Spencer Hawes, but it's, I haven't seen anything from him this season to make me think that was a good sign. for both of you guys. This is a real question. I'm glad I have, you, glad I have you guys here. What is it about the Clippers that seem to have a way of getting the least out of their role players? Like the, like the, when Danny Granger came there and Big Baby came there and well, Spencer Danny, Haas comes Granger's there. Granger's hurt. Baby's old. Turk Lou's old. Billups is washed it's just up. Like, but they don't make the impact. They just don't make Fire impact. sucks. The best free agent signing was Paul Gasol. You're right. I forgot. That, so Paul Pierce is the second free agent. Yeah. Um, Good the, point. What, what happens with the Clippers is that their two best players need the ball all of the time. Blake... And, and, uh, Blake and they should, resent each other for it. But Bl- Blake should rebound more. So, Do you think Blake should get eight rebounds a, a game? Is, instead, instead of Blake getting 23 and 8, when, when he's dominant to me, he's going to be getting 20 and 15. Do you think he should get eight rebounds a game? That's two a quarter, as Barkley would say. I, I think he should get 12. I think 12. two a quarter would, would, is fair. That's if fine. I'm playing that's with a you, nice, that's a nice you don't get under. Two, two per game? I mean, come on. So, and... and so he uses his athleticism offensively. For his ball handling is terrific for a power forward. He's a really good passer. Josh Smith is a really good passer. But you don't see the big time shot blocks using his athleticism. Are we sure he's not hurt? But him being hurt is like Vince Carter being hurt. They still have more more athletic than eighty percent of the guys out there. But you didn't you didn't talk about the uh, I sound like Jalen asking a question. Talk about <laughs> the Spencer Hawks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about, about, about how Jalen says talk about it all the time. Uh, Spencer Hawks versus Paul Pierce. I think if the Clippers had Paul Pierce, they'd be in much better shape. No, the Clippers actually misplayed their hand and thought they were going to get Sean Marion, and he went to Cleveland. Oh, so they thought Spencer Hawes, then we get 
Sean Marion for Chief yeah, later. They, they, they underestimated the relationship that he has with David Griffin, who was the assistant GM when we were in Phoenix as teammates. Well, they also underestimated what Pierce had left in the tank. Because my, my, my thing with the Clippers has never changed. Who were their five guys in the last five minutes? And if you have Pierce out there, Pierce, CP, Redick, Blake, DeAndre, I feel good about that five. You switch Jamal Crawford in for Pierce, I, don't have, I can't play defense now. So who's guarding Clay Thompson? Right. Who's guarding Russell Anybody Westbrook? But we've playing. said that about the clip. So Matt Barnes, for years we've been Matt saying. Barnes is going to give you effort. This year he's been doing a good job of contesting shots and jump shots. In particular, he, he has a new maneuver where he gets really close to the guy and he's kind of blocking it from behind. He's actually hit a couple of guys in the head, but the ref let him get away with it. So it is what it is. But he gives effort, but he's short. So... Clay Thompson, we're going to the post. Kevin Durant, I'm shooting over him. Barnes isn't short. For an NBA small forward, he's 6'7". Yeah. So one of my advantages... Well, you can't play small ball forward with him either. And so I guess when I say short, I got to consider the source. My advantage is I, wouldn't run, I couldn't run, I couldn't jump. But if you were shorter than me, I'm going to post you up. Mm. If you're taller than me, I could play face in the basket. I also, I just, I tweeted this and people... People kind of were like, how do you know? It's like, well, I know because I've been watching basketball for 40 years and going to games. I don't think the Clippers like playing with each other. Can I ask you a question for real on the pod? Are you David Aldridge? Are you David Aldridge's source on that? Which one? David Aldridge. I said that. Why I said that? I know, but when I read it, I was because we were hanging out, and remember you said you're like these guys don't like each other. David Aldridge had a report. It was like it was like from someone who knows the team well. Like these these guys don't like each other. I was like, we giving you love, Da. Yeah, I like I like Da. We love you, Da. I. I know what I see. I go to games. I like to watch the benches. I like to watch how the players interact. I like to watch body language and demeanor. I'm a weirdo. I like butter in my ass and lollipop in my mouth. It's <laughs> 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 a Nets joke. Um, no, but you can tell when a team likes each other. Like Golden State came in and that team likes each other. That team's pulling for what, each other. What makes you think the Clippers don't uh, like I, each other? I, there's... There's just a weird vibe with them. It's not like somebody falls down and people are like, hey, buddy, I got you. I'll tell you I'm what that is. It. What it's, is it? It's not that. It's, it's one word. It's called expectations. Happiness is a function of expectations. A great Jalen Rose saying. And, and so they can't live up to their expectations because it's not the playoffs. So the 82-game schedule, they need to get motivated for something. Yeah, but here's my question, Jalen. They've never made round three. I know. Well, they act like a team that's made three straight finals. They act like they're the 2013 Heat. It's, it's like, you haven't won jack shit. It, it's, a, it's a function of our society, and I'm glad this came up. Me too. Because media, the media, yeah. and fans. Like jackasses like me who picked them to win the title this year? Need to stop giving players, coaches, and organizations a pass for resting players. I don't like that. There's you a mean diff- like the Popovich? There's, Why not? There's a difference between... He played 83 games in season. But wouldn't you rest players if you were... It's a, it's a difference between being hurt and injured. And playing four games in five nights, playing three games in four nights, that's part of being an NBA player. That comes with the territory. Look at all of the great champions or players or veterans throughout the history of this league. Pop made that fashionable because he can say to you guys, shut up, I got rings... Y'all got to listen to doing it the way I say do it. And so it's like his sideline interview. If he didn't win championships, he couldn't get away with that. Probably the media and the calls. fans would be all over him. Allow my guy Doug Collins to do that. If you were an NBA coach, you wouldn't rest, rest superstars during certain games. I would yes, not sit would. in my whole games. What they yes, used to do. Would. No, Jacoby, this is what you do. This is what you do. 
You take care of business as early in the season as possible, and you worry about that later in the year one. Two, you reduce their minutes on certain nights. So the second night of back-to-back, if you got a superstar player that normally plays 38 minutes, the second night of the back-to-back, maybe he plays 32. But here's what I don't understand. It's hard to swallow as a superstar who's concentrated on his stats. That, you see what I'm saying? So it's easier for someone to be like, you rest this game instead of playing you know, 20 minutes. Well, but if you have everyone points. under contract, you can do it. But here's where I don't get it. So you rest guys. I'm worried about my guys. I want to make sure Tim. Then you played two triple overtime games in a row or whatever the hell happened. Triple overtime game and an overtime. And Duncan plays in both of them. If you're sticking to this, I want to make sure these guys are fresh, then how do you also then play Duncan all those minutes? So this is what got LeBron out of Cleveland. Wait, wait, wait. We made, it to, we, made it, we made it to minute 26, 27 without mentioning LeBron. So, Good job, so, us. So Good job, us. The fan, the, like, it's just like metrics. Take it from somebody that played, okay? It's just, it's just like metrics. Players are smart, and, 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 and they figure out, okay, what every – so there's a perception of when you're doing well or when everybody else thinks you're doing well. And so – As the Clippers. Right. So as a player now, are oh, you just going to judge me off stats? Well, my knee's sore. I'm not playing. If I can't, if I can't. So remember, it used to be a time where go out there and set a couple of picks for us. Get a couple of rebounds. Give us a couple of fouls. Maybe you can give us 12 minutes. But what you're describing is what the Arbac Celtics were, were built on in the 60s. You come to the Celtics, you don't care about stats anymore. All we care about is wins and losses, and I'll give you a watch when we win. I feel like Popovich has recreated that a little bit. And now if I'm a veteran, if, I, if I'm like Paul Pierce next year, whoever that is, and I look at that team, I'm like, that looks pretty fun. I play 68 games a year. I rest 14. I play 28 minutes a game. I get to be in the playoffs every year. No state tax in Texas. And that guy's won multiple titles and is the best coach in the league. I'm going there. Correct. And so, again, this is what has happened. So, and this is why I say LeBron left. But me. you're against this, though. No. You're against the resting starters thing. I am. I think it's, a, I think it's smart by him, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, and this is what I mean. We, we've dumbed down everything to only count championships. We've, uh, it, every, oh, I didn't think you were going to. Everything uh, is dumbed uh, down now. The regular season is dumbed down. Ooh. Your statistics are dumbed down. You, you playing with a busted elbow. You going out there being courageous for your team. All of that is dumbed down because people just say, he got five, or he got three. So now as players or as coaches, I got five. I'm going to do a crappy after the first quarter interview. I'm not going to wear a tie. I'm going to rest my players. Not what y'all going to do. You know who started that? No. TNT. When everyone started giving Barkley crap about how he didn't have rings and Kenny Smith would give him crap, it became, that took a life of its own. And... The rings, no rings thing. I feel like in the in the NBA, it's been more prevalent than any other sport. Elway dealt with it a little bit near the end. But but Reno dealt with it a little. But bit this is what makes the NBA unique and different. Show me the multiple champion guys that were able to do it without Red, without Pat, without Phil. Well, this is without Coach your Pop. Graphic, mm-hmm. right? Your thing. That, you that, love this one. It, because those guys have won over half of the chips. You know, well, a part of this it. year it's not happening. I'm going to show you with whoever this year's title is. Yeah, this year it's not right. happening. It's not going to be San Antonio. And, and so that's what that's why LeBron has to leave Cleveland to go to Miami. That was a business deal. That was him going to college. All right, I'm an MVP. I'm leading the league in scoring. Everybody's going to say I'm not a great player if I don't get a chip. But All right. I'm gonna go to Miami and get that's not weird. five, not six, not seven, but two. So, so now 
the, the players have caught up to that. Oh, y'all just going to judge me? Uh, I'm getting my stats. I, instead of me playing 82 games at minimal, I'd rather 65 games, 68 games. To me, you're not giving me true work if you're not playing. You only can miss eight games. So you, I need 74 games out of you. Jacoby, as a fellow big man who sulks sometimes when you don't get the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kevin loves body language. What are you seeing? What do you see from Kevin Love's body language? I see a man that's lost his voice. Oh. I just feel this is, this is again, a lot of times when I speak about the NBA, I, I have formed my opinions based on zero facts, yep. zero, zero evidence, or zero history or knowledge, just kind of off of a feel while I'm watching the game. That's, and that's my specialty. Exactly, yeah. So I'm watching the game, and I feel like, I, like this guy used to be sort of a team leader. He used to be a go-to guy. He used to be a huddle, asking things. And, and now there's all these other strong personalities in the huddle that I feel like he's lost his voice. I feel like he's no longer a commanding presence on the team. He's like, oh, we got to get Kevin the ball. It's more like, I'm worried about Kyrie. I'm worried about LeBron. I'm worried about Dean Waiters. So it's like, like Jalen went from the Jacoby and Jalen podcast to Fox Sports Live where he's on that show with seven, seven ex-athletes. This guy trying to yeah. be on fire no. today. <laughs> you're just sitting there on the panel and you don't get to talk and you don't have any input yeah. on the show. And you'd have, he'd have the Kevin Love body language going. Yeah, it just kind it's of feels show. like... He, yeah. doesn't, he, and I, I and he doesn't really know how to play third banana. You know what I mean? But the thing is, I thought he'd be a great third banana. Because he could shoot threes, he rebounds, he knows how to play basketball, great outlets, and instead it's gone the other way. And he looks miserable, and it looks like defense. He looks lost. Well, def- defense, the defense is was like, always it's, bad, and yeah, now it's, it's like, just like whoa, whoa, what? When he's trying to protect the rim, and he just does the as a the health ver- verticality. Yeah, he, he does the right hammer, the right hammer verticality. Six foot nine, three feet over him. It's like all right, dude. When Tristan Thompson is by far your best rim defender, you're not getting yeah. out of ra- yeah, round the, one. The I think they lose in round one. Also factors in. I swear to God, I think they lose in round one. They don't lose in round one. They but need to make a trade. Not, they lose in round one with this team. Well, they have no bigs. So it, They're going to be a 5 Who are they going to add, Jalen? So, again, it goes back to what I said. The hardest thing LeBron has to do is not just win a championship for Cleveland. It's win a championship without one of the four guys I mentioned. And without. Him, KD, CP3, they're all fighting the exact same thing, guys. And LeBron, now he's playing back home. The reason why he's out with back and knee issues is because I'm carrying a lot more of the load than I thought I was going to have Is he hurt to. or injured? <clears throat> he's hurt. Injured, you on the surgery table. That, that's the difference. And so when you say during the middle of the season you're going to miss two weeks, is I'm going to give you guys a chance to get y'all games together and figure it out why I get 100% healthy. So now when I come back, hopefully you do finally have a voice now, Kevin Love. You have a couple of 20-point games, a couple of big rebound games. Kyrie's missing their game tonight. Can so, I give you a conspiracy theory? Where's my hat? Oh, no. Uh, there's a hat where our mics are locked in, though. Just pretend you're wearing a hat. Conspiracy theory. I'm not saying I believe this or not. I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there just for your reaction. I think LeBron realizes that this is a lost cause this season, that they're not going to win the title with this team, that he cannot be the guy who comes in and within 40 games gets rid of the coach, trades Kevin Love after trading for him, trades Kyrie. I think he kind of sees the end game for this year, and now he's thinking about, all right, if I step out for two weeks, I rest my body, maybe these guys will mesh together. If it doesn't happen, we're probably screwed. We'll come back. Probably losing round one, maybe round two. I have the next couple weeks off. I, I've never had May and June off in like five years. 
and then this summer we'll get a better coach and we'll figure out the Kevin Love thing and maybe we trade Kyrie. I do not. And that's, that's my destiny for these next six months. I, I, that's why I said it was a conspiracy theory. I do not theory. think that's what he's saying. It's a theory. I think he's thinking we're going to win the championship. Theory. <laughs> did, did, do you really think that? I think that. No, did LeBron James I don't play in the he, world? You have to think he, like he, that. Here's, I don't think he thinks that. He, here, here's that's all, why he's so unhappy. I think he knows. I, I think it's this. He clearly sees that the Bulls are better. And they're going to have a number one seed potentially. The Bulls are a monster. But here's the issue. It ain't about the Bulls. It's about Washington. It's about Toronto, and it's about Atlanta. They're better. All three of those teams. And so now he has to look at it as though. And the Pistons. So we have to win. We have to win one road game in all of our home games if we're going to but advance. But they've in sucked the at home. But the, this is this is what he's thinking. So whether they're a a three four seed or a five six. They're going to be a five seed. It, either way it goes. To take home court advantage, you just got to win one road game. So if he's 100%, that obviously gives them the best chance to do it along with Kyrie. Who are they going to add, Jalen? And Kevin Love. Jalen didn't know stuff. They Who are they going to add? They need to make a move. Something's got to happen. I, 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 well, I, well, two things. Jalen didn't know stuff. <clears throat> I don't think Samuel Dallenbear is good enough. It's not going to be him. But it's a body. It's a big body. I, I, I just don't think he's good enough. They really, like, they really need Ray Allen bad. They need a big Jim. Ray Allen. Yes, they need a rim protector. Who's he cover? No, this is what Ray I'm, Allen was. Ray Allen going to borderline washed up last year. Match up with no, Gortat. No, no, but this is this is what I'm saying. Eventually, you got to parlay wagers into a big. Oh, but I'm just saying, like mm, they, need, move. they need. They That's need. That's my specialty. They, they need more Ooh. than one, they need more than one thing. If only we had something um, that really knew how all this works. They have a couple of things. They have the trades equal. They have a, a big trade exception where they could absorb somebody like Kufus. Kostakufis. Yeah, that, that's or been talked about. He's a Mozgov or whatever. And then they could use Waiters and spin him for a second piece. Would, uh, I like Mozgov for them. Would Waiters and Avery Bradley intrigue you in a trade together? Yes. Oh, you're involving the Celtics. What a surprise. What? I, I, I like Avery Bradley. For, <laughs> so there, there are two opposite players. One yes. is in the league because of his skill. One is in because of his will. One is, a, one is Jamal Crawford 2.0 potentially. The other guy is a makes open shots and plays defense and is a good teammate and doesn't care if he scores eight points in a game. And by the way, since we're going to the Celtics, you guys no, got— No, we don't have to go to the Celtics. No, no, I'm just saying, you guys traded Rondo, I think, a year or two too late, but you got stuck with Jerry Wallace, too. Let's not let's not forget that. Yeah, but we got we got Brooklyn's entire draft for this. You do, you do. And the best thing that can happen for you guys is if Brooklyn just tanks. Can I say something about the Rondo thing though? He he got hurt right when they were going to trade him. I mean, it was just bad. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, if if he doesn't get hurt, they trade him that summer and they get a big thing. Dallas made a great trade. All I know is Dallas two summers ago just had Dirk. And now they have Chandler Parsons, Tyson Chandler, Rajon Rondo, and Monte Ellis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All they had was Dirk, and everybody was saying, oh, my God, they didn't get Dwight Howard and Darren Williams. What, what are they going to do? Yeah. Poor Dirk. But, What's he going to do? But this, now they have a starting five. In, in a salary cap sport, it only happens for one reason. Tim Duncan, Dirk, Dwayne Wade have Mark been with Eden. those franchises long enough to trust ownership. By trust, do you mean... That means I'll take less for the salary yeah, cap, and then money. I become the yeah, president yeah, yeah. of the Mavericks. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. That, that's all. That, that, that's oh. the difference between their situations and Kobe's. That's the only difference. Mm. Well, there's there's mm. a bunch of that, no. That's the, that's the but but that's that. So you're saying Kobe doesn't trust the organization? No, this is what, that's what I'm. You just said no. I said if Doc put it this way, if Doctor Bus was alive, I promise you Kobe would have took a Dirk deal. Mm. 
I promise you he would have. What's better, lobster dinner? <laughs> you go back in time yeah. and figure go this one out. Go back in time, Dr. Yeah. 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 I think I think it offended Kobe to take less, and I think he took that strike personally. I think he thinks these guys make a kajillion dollars off the players, and he was never going to throw them a bone. No, he wants to get paid the most. So it's what we said about LeBron forecasting at the end of this year. Kobe's no fool, and he knows there's a record with Phil. And there's a record without Phil. It, it, it is. You can. We've done it on this podcast. And he sees that I got two years left and I'm not trying to leave and play for another team. But I like taking 30 shots a game. I, I'm a scorer. He's not doing that anymore, though. Uh, because he was shooting 37% from the floor. That was that's one why, good reason. That, that's why <laughs> he stopped taking no shots. Well, he was on pace to having the most inefficient season in the history, in the history of the league. league. And, 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 and by the way, so now... As a 19-year veteran, he's earned the right and the respect to rest games. Wait, I don't want to talk about Kobe Bryant. I want to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Can you just saying- go back quickly to the Kevin Love thing, though? And then, then we go to Carmelo. Yeah, sure. This guy was one of the best 10 players in the league last year. So I don't know what we make of this. Peacetime president. Not a wartime president. Peacetime president. Peacetime president. It was calm in Minnesota. Is he just a good stats, no bad team guy? No games. Because uh, uh, some like, guys are good stats, bad team there. guys. Some, no pressure. Some, some running backs need a fullback. Who's the other big to take pressure off of him down low? He doesn't have one. Mm. He had big peck down low. And every time you played against a center, they had there to guard go, him. Peck. Yeah. Now both bigs are attacking you. So, so who's the ideal center for him to play? He doesn't play like that. He's not like a post-up guy. But imagine if he j- just give him, give give him a Robin Lopez. Oh, very available two right? summers ago. Okay, now all of a sudden you got somebody's going to rebound, going to do all of the dirty work, cover the big it's, guy. Remember, one, normally one of the big guys, it, it works like this every night. Like the best defender is going to guard the best guy. Well, if they got two options against you, <coughs> they're going to go at them. And does, that's what they're doing. Does Tyler Zeller or Kelly Olenek fit into this or no? No. <laughs> Kelly Olenek, definitely not. How about Andre he's Drummond? A, he, he's a, he's a, we're not trading Andre Drummond. No, playing with Kevin Love with Andre Drummond. I'm already throwing it out there. I, I, already got a, I already got a stretch four for us next year. For Detroit? Yeah. Who is it? Draymond Green. Ooh. I, I don't know. Restri- he's restricted, though. So? See... This is a sneaky subplot, and then then Carmelo. Um, Golden State is way over the tax this year. I want to go Golden State. Golden State's going to be way over the tax next year. David Lee makes like eighteen million bucks, but they got to pay Draymond Green, who's going to get between twelve and fourteen, I would say, just cause with the way the market's going. I mean, Alec Burks makes eleven million bucks. I think they have to trade David Lee before the deadline for expirings because they know. Draymond Green's coming, but they have to make sure they get value back for David Lee, so they're not just giving him away. I think David Lee's going to be out there, but he's going to be. You you don't think he's going to finish the season on the Warriors? I do not think he finishes the season with the Warriors. With Bogut in street clothes, it's hard to do that. And with Lee being in and out of the lineup too. But again, for expirings though. But what what I what I said? They can't win the title without Bogut. What I said for Love applies for Lee. Would allow Lee to be effective. Besides the fact that he has a good nose for the um, around the hoop, he can finish. He's a good rebounder. Said he had another guy next to him to do all of the dirty work. When Bogut's in the game, Lee looks a lot better. And so that's what's happening with Kevin Love. And if I had to use a word, it's actually called being exposed. But, it, but it's a team game. He's a really good scorer. He's a really good position rebounder. But 
they're attacking him on the other end. He's a good stats, bad team guy, unless he has the right team around him, and this is not the right so team. So Chicago comes to town. They're going to beast on them. Okay. They have Gasol, Noah, Miritich, and Taj Gibbs. Well, what, this is like what you said when we were watching the last Lions game in Green Bay and the Pistons were on, and you guys bet, and you said the Pistons were going to beat the Cavs. And you were While like, we were trailing by six. Yeah. <laughs> and Pistons we won by 20. Because 30. Drummond and Monroe, and they were too big for Cleveland. That's going to happen to Cleveland every round. I don't think, unless they fix this team, I, I don't think they're going to get out of round one unless LeBron They're going to get back. it big. They're going LeBron's got to go back to 2009. But who's the big? I don't know. That's why I asked you guys. I know, but I'm telling you. I don't know this if that is, big's out there. But this is why. This is why. It would have been Tyson Chandler, but the Knicks traded Dallin him Bear too soon. is something. The Knicks traded Tyson Chandler too soon. This is why if the Atlanta Hawks played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Hawks probably would win. Because they have Millsap. I don't and even think Horford. probably. I think they Antich. win. Okay. I think they're two to one favorites in that With series. With Washington, they have Gortat and Nene. And they're two to one favorites in that series. And so that's where Cleveland is truly in need. That's that's where they have a glaring weakness. It's, we don't talk about the offense all year, but it, it's it's definitely in front of Jalen. Honest question. And you've played with some. I mean, you played with Marbury and Francis. Um, would you want to play basketball? four times a week with Kyrie Irving in front of crowds? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I think uh, Kyrie got a bad rap initially when LeBron came back, similar to what happened with Russell Westbrook. There's always this good guy, bad guy narrative, Batman, Robin narrative. So now LeBron's back. I'm not supposed to play my game? Well, what's his game is my question. My, my, he, uh, boogieing with the ball, getting 20 points. Into Nobody the, can stop him. He, into the hoop. Does he make anybody better? Bill. Who does he make better on his basketball team? The scoreboard. (laughs) He lights that thing up. And all I know, nobody can stop this guy from finishing at the hoop. You know what make him and John Wall special? John Wall makes teammates better, though. But I'm about to give you a a trait, though. Russell Westbrook has this trait, too, but more so the first two guys. They can jump off either leg. Like, Kyrie go to the basket, he'll jump off his either leg and finish with either hand, and it's just as accurate. Like, that's one of the, like, that's one of the hardest basketball things to ever do. Kelly O'Lennon doesn't have that. <laughs> and, and so, I love Kyrie. Okay. And So when the Celtics trade for him, you're going to be all in? I'm all in wherever he plays. Okay. Uh, but, but here's the problem but with the Cavs. But you'd have fun playing with him. But here, here's the problem with the Cavs. I said this at the beginning. For them to maximize the skill of Kyrie and LeBron, the person that actually has to make the adjustment is LeBron and actually play like a traditional small forward, not a point forward. I think they'll be best eventually when Kyrie leads the team in assists. I know a lot of people... Stop it. Wait, wait, wait. Kyrie leads the team in assists. That's never going to happen. He'll never get to seven. I got LeBron James running the wing consistently on three on two, two on one breaks. I got Kevin Love doing pick and pop. Harry's and a shooter. But, he's a shooter in a point guard's but, body. But, but but remember, he's never got a chance to play point guard. This is with LeBron James this on is the all wing. the same stuff they said about Steve Francis fifteen years ago. But but like as a young, remember guys, like he's twenty two. Yeah, and he is what he is. He's uh, a shoot for No, 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 he's not is what he is. That's shoot what I said about him. No, he's still growing into his game. His best chance, Jacobs, is if he becomes an internet victim, I like James Harden. No, people, people give him so much crap change. about his People defense. can change, especially 22-year-olds. I don't know if you learn how to pass. Ask Jason Williams. I don't know if you learn how to pass. Yeah, I think at passing, it's either 
It's either you, you have it or you don't. It, it's not about it's like breasts. No. Either breasts or you don't. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I guess you can buy it's, breasts. It's, there you go. But it, it's not. This Chicken is a, breasts. See, that, that's, a, that's a, a statistical thing. It's not about the past. It's about the willingness to be unselfish. And, he's, and, he, and, and he, he does not have that willingness. So, so, so when you watch the Cavs play and somebody is a broken floor situation or penetration and somebody kick it out, will he give up a good shot to give a great shot? Yeah, he will. Here's the thing. Now, Dion Waiters won't. There's two types of people in life. One, per- the first person. But Dion Waiters is a scorer. I like that about him. There's two types of people in life. The first person says, "What is the best situation for the group I'm in?" And the second person says, "What's the best situation for me?" I think Kyrie right now is still in the. What's the best situation for me? If if I do well, my team's going to do well, and he's wrong. Because the best situation for him would be if he's distributing everybody and he does the Isaiah Thomas mid-late 80s Pistons thing where he's like, I'll get mine in the last six minutes. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. the first yeah, yeah. minutes getting everyone else off. Right. That's what he doesn't do. Correct. But, and I'm glad you use Isaiah as an Thank example. You, because, because we love Isaiah. Isaiah had a period in his life, in his, I mean, a period of his career just like uh, Kyrie where the team actually needs him to score. Right. Early like, 80s. Yeah, like, people can say whatever they want to say about Kyrie, but if he don't score 20, they, they definitely won't be advancing in the playoffs. Let me say this about Kyrie. They need his buckets. He, it's like, oh, he's 22, we know what he is, he's a shoot first point guard. Maybe he's that way because of the team he's been on while he's been in the league. Like, he had to be a shoot first point guard while he was in the NBA for the first two years. I, I got one point you're leaving out. He can shoot. Yeah. So, he's like. A great scorer. Re- remember, positions were just created so a novice could follow the game. So I played with Mark Jackson. We used to die laughing. We used to play against teams. We put Mark on the post. They came with the five-second rule because of he and Barkley. We'll let Mark back the guy down, and then we'd just laugh when teams would go double because he never even wanted to shoot the ball. Right. And it wasn't because, um, yes, he was being unselfish, but the strip of his game isn't shooting. So it was actually being smart. Kyrie Irving is a good shooter. And a good scorer. So he needs to continue to do that. He will learn to be a a, a floor general and uh, have a better sense of... You and I disagree on this. I don't think you learn how to be a floor general. I think it's innate. I think when you play basketball and you're the point guard, you either have the sense of, uh uh-oh, like, when you're playing the Pistons... You keep giving him a position. That's nope. why I said that. Don't it's give him a position. position. He's a you're basketball the, You're player. the lead creator. You're in the, you're in the Pacers, right? Could you see when Dale Davis was unhappy? You'd of course. Like, oh, shit, I got to get Dale the ball. Absolutely. I got to look for Dale. Dale's going to check out. I don't think Kyrie has that gene, is my point. You could see, you could see your four teammates and be like, uh, Jacoby's going to stop running if I don't get him a shot. I'm going to run a play for Jacoby. Or he's going to quit. But one of the best attributes... Kyrie doesn't see that. But one of the best attributes of my game was passing. I know. One of the best attributes of his game is scoring. I know, but... So I, they need him to get buckets. But I think Kyrie's like, oh, our team's letting up. I'm going to score. I'm going to put everyone on my back. I'm going to go on a run right now. And he's not thinking like, man, Kevin Love looks like he's going to check out and walk into the stands. I should run a pick and roll with him and just try to set him up for a three. I don't think he thinks that. And you know what else happens? You guys play ball, so you know this. When a guy's not getting it done in another area where a lot of people can't tell, like say you're supposed to set a down screen and you missed it, or you're supposed to block out on a pick and roll and you didn't do it, or you didn't run the play that the coach just drew up in the huddle, that's another thing to make the people not want to give you the ball too. Mm. 
to, to your point about it could be where he is. Well, so Westbrook doesn't have that quality really either, but he's such a dominant alpha dog force that the team kind of, they, I think the team's kind of afraid of him. And it's like just the way he plays, you get swept up into that. I don't think he's out there going, I need to get Steven Adams involved. I think he's like, this is my f-ing team. Steven Adams, you're going to rebound. Or I'm so gonna why does it work for Westbrook and doesn't work for Kyrie? Because I don't think Kyrie has that gene. See, but it's a skill. It's not. It's not like so. I think it's DNA. I don't think you're it's working a with a lot of intangibles right. here. So you like, saying, saying, saying it's a gene. It. So it's like it's a feel. So, so you feel like he should be more of a bully like Westbrook? No, I. I don't. I don't feel like he should be anything. I'm just telling you what I think he is. I think Isaiah was one of those guys. I think he put real thought into every person on his team. Correct. And he he's did. like, how do I make this person succeed? The... How do I make this person? I don't think Kyrie does that. You know what? I love you. I gotta tell you a secret. Isaiah Thomas is one of the best players that ever played basketball. Isaiah, I, Kyrie Irving has as much physical talent as Isaiah. <laughs> no, he does not. He has as much scoring, like getting to the rim, jumping on both. He has all that same I'll stuff. I'll tell you the one trait. Isaiah that, has this though. I'll tell you the one trait that Isaiah has that ninety nine point nine percent of people don't have. He had John Bones Jones on you. That's. Mm-hmm. But that's why I said this. Quick, fast, and in the hurry, at his size. And so when you have that trait, you kind of were saying that about Westbrook where you think, like, people kind of, uh, we're just going to kind of just let him go on and do his thing. Right. So that's also a trait that made Isaiah great is that he'll, he'll fight the biggest guy, he'll fight the smallest guy. That's not Kyrie's personality. That. Yeah, that's not good, though. For what, for what he means to that team? It, I don't know. I just feel it, like. But don't look at him as a point guard. Look at him as a, look at a primary ball handler. Like, I, I look it, at him like a Jamal Crawford type. But for his team, he's not the primary ball handler. LeBron is. For the Clippers, but Chris— You just told me you ne- he needed to lead the team in assists. I said if they're—so they're, as Le- LeBron's getting older, he's remember, he's missing two weeks right now. 41,000 okay. minutes. Okay. So, so the only way to lighten the load of LeBron is to take the ball out of his hands and give it to my 22-year-old all-star guard. Right. That dynamic— now all of a sudden it's less for LeBron to But here's do. the problem though, when he has the ball, his teammates are moving as much as the three of us are right now. They're all like yeah. this. They're you know, just watching him. Oh, Kyrie's got the ball. Th- that's that's mm-hmm. why uh, that's why it's a guy on the sideline with a suit and a tie on is getting paid millions of dollars to well, coach basketball. And that guy's gonna be in trouble. That, yeah, but that, we haven't spoken about that's him. That's on him. Yet. That guy's gonna be in trouble. That's on him. When your best player feels like he's the homecoming king, he has to coach the huddles, he has to do everything except be a great player, it becomes exhausting. Nike. And that's what I see from LeBron. LeBron's Nike ad where he goes back to the Cleveland. All right, everybody together. They all come in the house. <laughs> that's now almost as funny as the party video after they signed Bosh Wade and LeBron. So, the, so speaking not of one, videos. Not two, not three so video. speaking of videos, we can't ignore the LeBron James video with Dwayne Wade on Christmas Day. Oh, we're going to reunite down the road. No, no, no. We're not talking about anything. We're not talking about anything. If this doesn't work out, we'll reunite. What was he talking about? Maybe like a double date with their girlfriends See, Jay, or something? Basketball's, Jalen, I don't know if he's going to talk about it or not, but basketball's moving in a direction that Jalen doesn't like. It's, Doc might be a player, a coach and GM, but we got player GMs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but also the whole, are there enough cameras? Is it? All right, every, okay. Dwayne, look. Yeah. It, it's almost, it's like watching actors. What did he That Christmas know? thing was like watching two actors. His denial was great, though, when, when they what asked LeBron about it. I'll see you it. after. Hey, buddy, good game. I'll see you after the yeah, game. Well, Why am I having a conversation with you with 17 cameras like this? Because of what I talked about earlier. Players have learned how to play the public. 
Like, remember, we're the public figures that everybody's watching and analyzing. So now it's up to us how I can shape this narrative. So what's the difference between... Uh, so, the, so look at A.J. Green and his demeanor as a football player and look at Des Bryant's demeanor as a football player. Mm-hmm. Just, just in a vacuum. Mm. Forget the stats. When you see Des Bryant, people are going to throw up the X, right? That's become something that now he can market, he can trademark, and it becomes an identity. A.J. Green is just an unassuming dude, can juggle, got great hands. And so now we just know him as A.J. Green, the football player. We know Des Bryant as something else. Yeah, I, don't but, even, I didn't even totally know what A.J. Green looked like until they showed him during the Bengals Because he didn't have a helmet on. Oh, oh that is A.J. Green. No player has recognized that and learned to take advantage of that better than LeBron James. What's it have to do with what he said to I'm, I'm about to tell you. What MVP also... Um, Work is a partner in a company that does marketing for a former Heisman Trophy winner. Like, this dude is paying attention. I don't know if everybody else is, but he, he's paying attention. And the reason why you don't talk in the back or you don't talk the night before is because they did both. The camera stuff, that was just for everybody to run with. But what's the point? Like, he said in his denial, he was like... He's putting, he's putting subtle pressure on the Cavs. To do yeah. what? Well, whatever he said, it's... It was like, if it doesn't work We're going to reunite down the road. And then like, what sense? That where? Audible. where are they going to reunite? I don't know. So the do it bigger and better, that would, that would uh, infer that. I'm on the edge of my seat. Right. So, so when you use the term, we're going to do it bigger and better next time around. Lakers? To, 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 me, that, to me, that definitely is a basketball reference. Okay. Um, but a lot of people say things when they're just talking and they don't really mean them. Like LeBron James, y'all ready for this? He can't leave Cleveland. That's what I was thinking. Nobody knows that better than him. He can't. You can't. No, he can't. Remember, the other dynamic. If you look at the wide shot of just how many cameras and people were around them when they did that little hug, it's just, it's impossible to think that he was exchanging some sort of like secret. You know what I mean? It's impossible. I don't like the effect that social media has had on all sports. I think I get the feeling that 90% of every athlete's non-on-the-court or on-the-field choice is being made by the how is this going to be received on Instagram and Twitter. Thank and you. Whatever. That, that's and, that's and what none I of it is genuine at all. You ready? Because we've learned how to play y'all now. Remember, it was yeah. always the fan who knew what made the athlete tick because we needed an outlet. Social media gives us an outlet. Like, I never truly say where I am and what I'm doing on social media, ever. What am I say I'm at John Doe Restaurant for so a million people can come to the restaurant? That's actually stupid. And so you learn how to use that to help your branding. And nobody does that better than LeBron. Oh, okay, look, let's get these Getty Image pictures. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? You know, I'm standing there talking to Jawan Howard at the finals. What are they doing? Click, 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 click. You got a picture of C-Webb with his back to me. Now I have video of C-Webb turning his <laughs> back on you. Right? Okay, so the, the, these dudes, they get it. And let me, just, let me tell you the difference, though, because I was in the building. Here's the difference. I don't think Dwayne Wade would You were in the building? Down. I don't think Dwayne Wade. You on television that day? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade would have behaved different if they were down 20. Dwayne Wade wouldn't have been as happy. 
Dwayne yeah. Wade wouldn't have been as outgoing. You know why? You know who's sitting right 15 rolls on the next perch? Patrick Riley. With, with steam coming out of his ears? Pat Riley, the guy that LeBron had come to Vegas for an unnecessary trip. And... By the way, Jacobs? You, you didn't see no hugs and that kisses. Was, that was your underrated NBA story of 2014 was Jacob, was uh, LeBron making Pat Riley fly to Vegas when he already knew he was going, going to, to Cleveland, Cleveland and had already started working at the Sports oh, Illustrated yeah. story. Don't think there's not a lot of bitterness about that and, one. And also, so here's a competitive spirit. If you Pat Riley, you can say, I'm the one. When Shaq needed help to get another ring to show he could do it after the Lakers, where did he go? He came to Miami. Will LeBron need to get out of Cleveland to try to get a chip? He came here because of me. Well, if you want to even go deeper than that, the, one of the things that started to push LeBron out the door was when Riley went at him. Remember that? What was that press conference after? I think that what was— What are we—we're going we're gonna to give up and quit on each other because we lost one finals? I lost a bunch of finals in yeah. the Lakers. LeBron took that personally. I think that was Pat's last-ditch effort when he realized LeBron wasn't coming back. He gave. He tried to give LeBron one of these. LeBron was yeah, like, "You're not touching uh, me." Yeah, it's like I'm LeBron James. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't need to, I, don't, I don't need to prove anything to and, you. And that's why I always talk about the greatness of those puppet masters because it's tough to win NBA chips multiple without those dudes. And you're seeing that play out with the current Cavs and how the season going so far. I have a question for you, Jalen. I had one of those I have to ask Jalen about this moments today. There was a report. I forget the gentleman's name from Milwaukee. Larry Sanders. A source told this man. I'm sorry, I don't have his name. Larry Sanders has told the Bucks that he's no longer interested in playing basketball. You know, he has not played for like five, six games as we tape this. Is that true? Basketball. I mean, like, can you see that? I can't see walk away from millions of dollars. That's, this doesn't something. make sense, especially when you're talented. Well, forget talent. I'm talking business. Where are you going to make this kind of money? Lottery. I'm going to Google. That, that's my whole thing, like... If, you, if you're choosing not to play basketball, hopefully you're choosing to do something else. Right? He makes $11 million a year. I, I, I'm not leaving $11 on the table. <laughs> $11 million? What time I got to be there, J-Kid? All right, man. I'll be, I'll be there. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This is 51 minutes ago. Yeah. Sources tell me Buck Center, yeah, doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Why wouldn't you want now? To but but Does he now, still want to get checks? but but I have to say another thing that's important. If he got traded to the Cavaliers. Would he want to play basketball? Absolutely, he want to play basketball. Ooh. But I want to say something that's important to me too. It kind of went the wrong way with Ricky Williams how he did it, and it kind of went the wrong way with Carmelo Anthony's interview with the ESPN magazine about being a businessman. Kind of. But th- there is something to be said for somebody to see themselves as more than a jock. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm also fine with that. Also, like there there are a lot of things that he could do to contribute to society. Well, another thing is, them. there's not a single person listening to this podcast that at some point didn't, if whatever job they're at right now, didn't say to themselves, "I don't want to do this anymore." There's not well, everyone says that. But, but you know he, what I mean? Like he, everyone has their own little ebbs and flows of emotion. But here, here's the dirty secret. The dirty secret you is feel that way, Jacobs. Yeah, I'm out of here right after this podcast. <laughs> the dirty <laughs> secret is everybody that doesn't have to gig says how they will work harder, they will work longer, and get paid less than the person who has the job until they get the job, mm-hmm. to, to what you're saying. And so I want to see how it plays out. His scenario, though, is he has a guaranteed contract. So for all I know, he's made enough money where he feels like, I'm good. No, I don't want I don't, basketball anymore. Maybe I don't his think body. Anyone's made that much money. <laughs> there, there, do you know you never have as much money as you think you. You do. know what I say about successful people all of the time. That, that's why you should never. 
Never set the bar too low. Like that's what happens in a lot of times when people's lives they set the bar too low. Like set it extraordinarily high. Don't think if five thousand dollars of cash is laying on the ground that Bill Gates or Oprah Winfrey wouldn't try to push you out the way and get it. They will. That's what make them who they are. Mm. I like I that. Think Can I show off the Grantland sweatshirt? Yeah, do that. We gotta get out of here soon too. So, so hold on. I feel like I'm at Michigan right now. We got a shoe deal. <laughs> What's going on? We, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know how, and, and I'm going to tell you what voice I'm doing this in. In Scarface, when he shot the guy that was the, um, the cop, and he, doom, when he put out the gun. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. After he shot him, it's, it's hilarious if you've seen the movie a million I've seen times. Million like times. I have. Yeah. So, we got a deal? We got, we got a contract with Nike? What's going on? We don't have a deal. Our friend John Nickel at Nike. Okay. Shout out to him. Asked, Big shout. Asked him to help us out with some Grantland hoodies. And now many members of the staff have them. We don't have a lot, but we, we're toying with the idea of maybe selling some online at some point. Nice. Great. Proceeds going somewhere. I don't know. Or maybe we just have these and that's it. I want to see what the interest is for people. Would they want these nice, luscious Grantland hoodies? They do look good. And I what do could have we one. Do, Thank you. And what could we do from a charity standpoint if we decided to sell some of these? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? With if anything? only there was like a charitable organization... Perhaps that education focused. That help people in Detroit, maybe? Yeah, that help people, like children in Detroit. That would be awesome. Enter as learners and exit as leaders. Absolutely. It's the least we could do after what Josh Smith did. (laughs) (laughs) He he entered as a learner and exited a loser. (laughs) But but you know what? Stan came and and Stan said he's going to turn around my Pistons. And all I know is we don't want five straight. No team in the league can say that. Turn around. Turn around. Not a dark horse for the eight spot. Yeah. And Brandon Jennings has the ball in his hand more. 30-plus points last night. Too many points. I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to say, Bill, just really appreciate you joining us on a Pop the Trunk podcast. Bill, you need to... We never talked about the Carmelo. He never did this Carmelo theory. That's the last thing he this, well, in, on, on December we 12th, we had a podcast where he was, like, he was okay. like, Carmelo Anthony is not going to finish the year for the Knicks. He's, then Jalen said he's going to play through the All-Star game so he can be a good host and then shut it down. So here's, here's what stinks. You're right on this. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's what stinks for him. The All-Star game's in New York. That stinks for him. Because would, he would shut it down right now. <laughs> I went through this with uh, Paul Pierce in 07. When we were going for uh, Duran or Odin, Paul Pierce had an injury, and at some point they said, eh. Hey, Paul, don't rush back. Eh. You sure you're okay? Eh. You sure you can go? You know, I think Carmelo's at that point. But I promised the fans out there, I, I am not a fan of players missing games when they're not injured. I, I'm not. I don't like it at all. Look at, the, look at some of the greatest teams in the greatest seasons and how many games they played. When Michael Jordan them won 82 games, I mean, won 72 games, played all year, played in the playoffs. And I know Michael Jordan is a horrible example because he's the greatest player of all time. But all great players and all really good veterans, that came with the job. That's can what I, we signed up for. Can I have your finals pick? Oh, let's go all the way around with that. We'll just say right now, and then the next time we do this, we'll see if it's the same matchups that we had. Finals right now. I'm picking Ohio State. No. <laughs> NBA. Oh. Um, in football, I'm picking Seattle and the Patriots. Good. 
And favorites. I mean, those happen first. The National Basketball Association. That's, that's what's this, on my head. If you, had to, NBA if, you had to, if you had to bet with no money on, on a finals matchup, what would you bet on? It's a fair question. You're an NBA analyst on Naked Shows. You can answer. I would say go Spurs, go. Mm. Wow, the infrastructure. Always been in, in the, the always the puppeteers. Always been in the casino. It's always the puppeteers. Always been in the house. Hey, I, I go a lot more for weed and me, and they have it. Okay. Um, in the East, Chicago. Uh, David Jacoby says Chicago, and just this is with my heart, not so much my head, because I love this team this year. Portland Trailblazers. Oh, I like that. I love this team this year. I just really like the Damian Lillard is kids ratchet up a notch. I just like this team. And so. In another conversation we could have for another day. I didn't give my pick. Oh, let's see your pick. Damian Lillard deserved to be an all-star in a tough Western conference. It's mm-hmm. hard to pick guards mm-hmm. in that conference. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry with worse PR. No, he just plays in a different market. Mm-hmm. Eh, but it, different market. It, no. I feel like we, we've had maybe slightly more Steph Curry conversations also, than we should have had and way less Don't sleep Damian on like, the Lillard. Davidson runs that Steph Curry made, you know, Del Curry. Like, there's, a lot, there's a lot that helped him sort of we have a We have a long time familiarity exactly. with Steph Curry yeah. that we're bringing into Steph Curry performance. I'm glad, yeah. you, I'm glad you brought this up. So when we talk about athletic point guards, people, and rightfully so, you can't deny Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. And, and Rose. But there are two names I want to invoke in that conversation that people never talk about. Deladova. No. John Wall. John Wall, okay. who's when not the last time, top 15 player. When the last time you seen a point guard do a 360 dunk in a game? How about this? What, oh, what's the other name in it all? Damian Lillard. Great athlete. Normally mm-hmm. the guy that goes between the legs, behind the backs, and make 30-foot threes can't go to the hole and dunk with two hands in a half-court set. Both we had one of the most exciting athletic moments I've ever seen in an NBA court. That wasn't a big deal at all. Friday night, Washington at Oklahoma City. Washington's down two. Wall's on the right side, 30 seconds left. Picks up his dribble for some reason, throws cross-court to Bradley Beal. Westbrook steps in. He's full speed. Wall goes from standing to Usain Bolt's sprint, and these guys are flying down like 4.04. I thought someone was going to get injured. I was terrified. Wall jumps out, and, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, <laughs> this is how earthquakes happen. <laughs> and I think he fouled them or whatever, but it was like they're going, I'm like, somebody's getting hurt. Like It was like they were both going too fast for the human body. It was so exciting. What happened? I think he blocked it, and then someone got those the are the two. I would say those are the two freak athletes in the league right now. Now that LeBron is kind of conditionally... Breaks out his freakness. Wall and Westbrook. Wall is so freaking fat. You know who else is fast? Jumps off both legs. Boogie said this on my podcast, and it was like, that was weird. Why did he say that? Ish Smith. Ish Smith is the fastest Ish guy, Smith arguably, is, with the ball. He's like, like, a, like out of, he's like out of a cartoon. Here's my finals pick right now, and I'll change it. Don't think I won't flip flop and change. I it. know yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll change it. By but I'm saying right now, if over. you put a gun in my head and you were like, you have to make a pick right now, Chicago, no question. Rose could get hurt and blow it up, but sure. they have the, if he's healthy, they're making the finals. Memphis. I think Memphis has a trade to make. I really like that team. I do and too. if they can add one more three slash four guy, somebody who can play small forward over Prince, because Prince is semi washed yeah. up, or play small ball four, I think that's the best team. And I think they have a chance of getting the one seed too. But but you can't do the media hedge thing. Is is it Memphis period or is it Memphis because they it's can Memphis win? Memphis I'm thinking Memphis minutes. because I think they're gonna make a trade. They're inconsistent. Okay. They went on this one weird road OKC trip. is OKC is the ceiling team though. They have the highest ceiling. I enjoy Chicago and Memphis in particular. Jimmy Butler, first off. 
the, the most candidate. improved player in the league. MVP candidate. Deserves to be in an all-star game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has, along with Klay Thompson, to me, become the best two-way. James Harden is the best shooting guard in the league. But to me, those two guys are next. That's how much mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler stepped this game up. I agree. Um, but for the Bulls, I, I, I would like, if Derrick Rose could continue to stay healthy. Yes. And They're making the finals. I don't see a team that can... When, they, when you can bring Pau and, and Noah out, but then you're like, oh, you're tired, Pau, with five minutes left? We're just going to put Dodge Gibson in for three minutes, and you lose nothing? Vintage. Or it's like, oh, Noah's in foul trouble. Uh, I guess we're going to have to go with Taj Gibson. Yeah. And, and, and then Meritage has been a revelation. I love, I love Meritage. Meritage. I love Meritage See, so I saw, much. I love Meritage. I feel like I got a sneak peek because I was you in Spain. Spain. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you see a guy in their element, yeah. like watching NBA ball is one thing, but to see a guy play internationally and be out of the country and see how he was able to respond, I was like, his game is for real. And what I was saying about your pick Memphis and my pick Chicago is in a league that has gotten homogenous for round one, stretch fours, da-da, they play normal basketball, mm-hmm. as we know. Well, they're big, and, they're, and bully ball is going to beat, unless it's the Spurs, I think it's going to beat playoffs. the space and space stuff. So it's a conditional pick because I think they still have to make a trade, but they also have the assets to make it, and I think they're going to make it. And if they and OKC to me no is such the thing wild as a card conditional team. pick. And, and we OKC is the wild card, and we can't mention Memphis without just saying the name Mark Gasol because he's really good. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, and he's in a contract year. He's hungry, and they they've just been they played together a while. Uh, Portland's in the mix for me. Golden State, I, I, I they got to get Lopez healthy. Golden State's can they get two months out of Bogut? Can it be the right two months? They can't win without Bogut. You can't rely on Bogus, so I can't pick them. It's hard. An OKC best it's, ceiling, but it just doesn't feel right. Feels like one of those years where it just this happens, that happens. These little like tiny things, but Westbrook is frightening this year. Westbrook's like you if he's in your town and you like basketball and you have the money to get tickets and you don't go see him, then you don't like basketball. Serge Ibaka has picked it back up too. Right, he was he. He was just shooting threes. Because he thought he was Matt Bowen. Some, for like sometimes, a month. sometimes you you forget where your bread is buttered, and uh, he he came into the league a physical specimen that should dominate the paint, block shots, get rebounds, hopefully post up some, and then shoot jump shots. This year it was the latter first, so I like that he's mixing his game up more. I like him and Kerry Hilson as a couple too. They post a lot of funny things. Mm. Could you guys do for the next Jalen and Jacoby? Could you guys do Jalen's favorite celebrity couples? Because you always complain about the celebrity couples, but I'd like to know the ones that, oh, yeah. that you actually yeah, respect. Co-sign. Sure, yeah. the ones um, that you co-sign. That'd be nice. that'd, that'd that's be a, that's a good one. Yeah. Actually, I'm not gonna give it away, but I'm pretty sure Jay Z and Beyonce be number one. Oh yeah, and they're number one. No, I meant couples that are actually dating. Oh, gotcha. Not dating. Dating couples. Okay, gotcha. they not married. They have to sleep in the same room. Before we sign off, we have to say on January 19th, we have the next installment of the Grantland Basketball Hour. What's that, a Sunday or a Monday? That's a Monday. Martin Luther King Monday. Hosted by Bill Simmons and Jalen Rose. Martin Luther King Monday. Mariah, I'm sorry I'm going to miss your volleyball game. You see these gentlemen making me work on July 19th. I love you. Keep up the good work. All right.
Martin Luther King. Bill, thanks for joining us. This was fun, fellas. It was a lot I of fun. appreciate it. I hope it's not edited too heavily. I just, I, I, I just can't wait until you change your Memphis pick by the end of the day. Bill, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to change the pick. <laughs> hey, Bill, you got to come to the hood more. You got to come get yeah, the come, come more, visit. Man. Come visit. Come visit our it's side. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you see how many curse words you got yeah, in the day? It's great. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at Podcenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.